Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It is contract season. Some make some sense. Some don't make a ton of sense. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Why. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Why on ESPN 106.3. That's right, well into our rebrand. Formerly Ken Levick Alive, now known as Why. Twitter is rebranded to X, we are Why. Because you need to rebrand to succeed. If you want to be a business maven, make money, fill up your bank account, your rebrand in 2023. Speaking of making money, uh, Justin Herbert, come on down. Jalen Brown, come on down. Saquon Barkley, uh, stay in your seat. Uh, here, Saquon, here, shut up now. Shut up and play, okay? That's basically what the Giants negotiating tactic is. Hey, Saquon, here's uh, here's a lollipop. Now shut up and play. Uh, Theo Dorsey, he continues to navigate his way through Charlotte, the downtown Weston in the beautiful Queen City where just moments ago, breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire in a shocking, stunning turn of events. The Carolina Panthers named Bryce Young their starting quarterback for the season. Woo! Didn't see that one coming, but it is not the NFL that Theo is in Charlotte for. It is day number two of the three-day extravaganza known as ACC kickoff. And right before we went on the air, you'll never believe what Theo revealed. Theo, what has you excited and thinking about skipping out on the rest of the show? Oh, man. So I'm, I'm chilling up here thinking about, obviously, I want to have a great performance here on why. Um, want to talk some ACC kickoff. Want to talk some contracts. And then Bob here. The guy that's been working the uh, the engineering for us, he pulls up with a plate. It has chicken fajitas and some churros that look like they're stuffed with some kind of strawberry Fill- jelly. Oh, oh strawberry, strawberry filling in the churro. Not just oh, your regular dough God. and cinnamon oh. churro. This thing has filling. Oh. And I'm stuck here with you idiots talking whatever the hell we're going to talk about for the next 30 minutes when I could be like – and I don't even know if they're going to last by the time we're done no, with the well, here, here. I could be – Here's what I'm going to do. I, I want you – to go right now and fetch yourself a churro. I do not want you to miss oh out goodness. on the delectable goodness. Feel free, hey. feel free to put down your headset. You can call us You're on the way man. if you want, um, but feel free to get yourself a churro and then just jump into the conversation when you come back. Like, I'm being serious. I, I want you to have a proper hey. shot at a churro. You've never done anything greater for me than this. I All mean, right. you gave me a great platform during March Madness. You gave me a seat next to you as the FAU Owls were marching their way through to the uh, Final Four at every stage until we got to Houston, and they said no go. Uh, but this <laughs> is maybe the greatest thing you've done for me, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go do that. And then if you could, if there's a crowd around the churros, go ahead and just uh, call and have a – we don't want to talk to anybody. We just want them to say into the phone how they rate the churros 1 to 10. Um, so go ahead and churro gotcha. – Go ahead and get yourself churroed, and then uh, just tell us when you're back or when you're ready to have fat media members give us their rating of the churro. (laughs) Appreciate your hard work, man. Perfect. Yeah. 
Uh, so oh, Theo's going to all I do it for. Theo's going to go get himself a churro there at the uh, the West Inn in uh, in Charlotte. So uh, he actually he, did he turn down his own mic? The headset's definitely off. Right <laughs> very courteous of him. Bob the uh, producer definitely do that. just turned down Theo's mic. Oh, uh, that's great. Wait, did he really have Bob the on-site engineer do it? He couldn't do it himself. I'm mean, sure he doesn't know how to, but uh, I'm sure Bob made it happen. Bob with his sticky strawberry churro fingers. Who's probably listening uh, right now? Yes. Oh man, I love it, Bob. We appreciate you, and uh, please. Wipe up the uh, the Comrex after you're done. All right, so uh, we are scheduled to be joined by Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis. Yesterday, we heard from uh, Mario Cristobal and Tyler Van Dyke, and boy, oh boy, is there just a little different feeling around Florida State football, Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis, and Miami football did we talked to yesterday. Just a little, just a change, just a little bit different mood, a little bit, bit different storyline heading into 2023 between those, uh, those, those respective duos. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a complete 180. Like a churro. It's, <laughs> it's a complete 180, speaking to the members of that Miami Hurricane squad and then the Knowles that mm-hmm. we had a chance to. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, pretty, definitely pretty different. Extremely different. It couldn't be more different, <laughs> in fact. And so again, we will uh, we will uh, talk with uh, with with Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis later on today here on uh, uh, Y on Uh-oh. ESPN 106. No, no, no. I almost blew the rebrand. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. So we have had a full week of big money contracts, big money deals. It started with Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. If you're scoring at home, the number two option on that Boston Celtics team, getting his Supermax contract. It is five years. It is $304 million. And it is the richest contract in NBA history. Let me repeat that again. Jalen Brown this week... The man who can't dribble with his left hand and all but disappeared in the playoffs. Jalen Brown, the turnover machine, has the, say it with me now, richest contract in NBA history. That's where it started, okay? Jalen Brown, richest contract, NBA history. So, of course, that type of deal... That type of money, as the number two on his team, and Jason Tatum, I believe, next year is going to be eligible for the Supermax. Uh, That is a whole lot of money tied up in guys with no rings. It has gotten ESPN. It has sent the likes of Kendrick Perkins into a tizzy because what do you think happens when you have a guy who signs the richest contract in NBA history? You got to start talking rings. You got to start talking expectations and listen to this from Kendrick Perkins. Now that Jalen Brown has signed that deal, guess what the expectations are? Shiny things on the finger and maybe not just one. Do the expectations go up when it comes with a price tag like this, Perk? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, ma'am. And listen, oh, yeah. here's the thing. When it comes down to the expectations, first of all, in the city of Boston, the state of Massachusetts, we're talking about championships any damn way. So now, look, we already we are? know. We have been who, waiting who? over the last three or four years for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum 
to deliver one championship. Now you're under this big deal right now. One championship is not going to be enough. And we're talking about, like Shanae said, a guy that's just entering or scratching the surface of his prime. Yep. Him and Jalen, him and Jason Tatum are going to have to take that next leap of being able to cut down on turnovers while making others around them better. The great KG said this, this is when you know you have made it. When you're able to go out there and get you 30 and get somebody else alongside of you 15 and 10. Mm, absolutely. So it's not just one championship. It is now as you head into your prime Multiple championships, state of, uh, city of Boston, state of Massachusetts, where you're winning anyways. Wait, what are you winning? Who's was, winning what? It, it was Massachusetts. It wasn't Massachusetts. Oh, it was Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Mat- I knew a Massachusetts in high school. Um, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who who's who's winning currently right now in Boston and in Massachusetts. But uh, perhaps send me a memo, Kendrick. But Jalen Brown, who was the the ninth leading scorer in the regular season in the NBA, and then. Uh, points per game, 21st leading score in the postseason. This is a guy who is continually, once the playoffs come around, fallen away, had his problems, turned over the ball, can't dribble with his left. I mean, there's a legit discussion to be made that Jalen Brown being paid the richest contract in NBA history. And yes, I understand over time those numbers go up. It's the natural progression of things. But Jalen Brown at any point in NBA history, having the richest contract in NBA history, he may, for a fleeting moment, be the most overpaid player in the history of the league. I think you definitely have an argument there. I think if you were to tell us three, four months ago, not knowing whether or not Jalen Brown was going to be an all-NBA player, that we would laugh, just laugh at the proposal that this guy would get to Supermax. We would legitimately laugh at it. Uh, first off, Theo, how's the, the churro? Does it have the strawberry filling? Oh, yeah. Hold okay. on. T- just take a listen. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. That's some hot churro action. Oh. Come on. And it's still hot. It's warm. I'm glad I went early because if I waited, it might be stale. This is great. Let me guess. The, oh. uh, the, the fat and baggy jeaned belt barely hanging on media members who rely on free food were already circling like vultures over these these churros in west in uh, at the west end in charlotte well here's the thing this is this is acc kickoff this isn't sec media days <laughs> so two parts of two problems a little here. different number caliber one, of uh of fitness yeah okay. <laughs> number one definitely a different caliber of fitness uh-huh. number two it's a ghost town today ken Oh. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. As I look around, like there's what? barely any media Did here. Did everybody bolt um, after Mario left? <laughs> you can't tell me Miami think, was the, the 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 most attractive faction rolling through ACC kickoff, or that they decide not to go today so that they can be there to fawn all over Dabo tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. Is like so today is Pitt, Duke, Virginia Tech, Florida State, and Virginia. Now, oh, so everybody wants Dabo tomorrow. A, they're resting. I, I think everybody's taking a rest day. I think there's a lot of people um, kind of, uh, you know, just – and even uh, – there's just no traction up here. No traffic. I don't know if it's because it's lunchtime and the churros are busting like that. But, but dude, it's, uh, it is a ghost town here at the uh, second floor of uh, the Charlotte Weston. And I'm uh, a little upset about that. But you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy that we get, you know, maybe more access. Maybe we won't get turned down for interviews. So then there's Jalen Brown. No, I bet we still will. Jalen Brown, the Supermax, richest contract in NBA history. Then we've got Saquon Barkley, who was 
offered the franchise tag, one year, $10.1 million. One year, $10.1 million. A deal so disrespectful to Saquon Barkley, the best player on the New York Giants who made it to the divisional round in the NFC a year ago, that he said openly, publicly, hey, got to think about it. Maybe I won't play this year. You at least got to cross your mind. I at least got to think about it. Threaten not playing this year. What happened? Just the snap of a finger later, Saquon Barkley says, oh, one year, $11 million? Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Stephen A. Smith on first take yesterday, why he believes this makes sense for Saquon Barkley. Well, I feel real good for your New York Giants because the reality of the situation, as I said to you and I spoke to you a few weeks ago, uh, it was Saquon Barkley and a bag of chips. That was their offense. Oh, so disrespectful. You could, so, so, yes. so it's the truth. And so the reality is, is that you definitely needed him. I'm glad he listened to people like Ryan Clark and myself because the reality is at the running back spot, it's just one of those situations where you look at it and it was a no-win. They could franchise tag you this year. They could franchise tag you next year. You don't have any rights whatsoever, particularly at the running back spot. All you would have been doing was sitting at home losing money. Um, it, it's not what you deserve. I think he deserves what running backs want is the average $15 million salary. I think he deserves something close to that. He's not getting it, but in the same breath, 11 is nothing to sneeze at. It's better than being empty-handed, particularly in this economy, because you know I pay attention to all of that other stuff. You understand? Inflation, recession, all of that yeah, other stuff. Keep, keep, keep your money. Keep yeah, that, so so there's okay. the modern day Jim Cramer, uh, <laughs> yeah, CNBC's like, Jim Cramer, Stephen A. Smith talking inflation and talking money. Uh, listen, Stephen A.'s right. One year, eleven million is better than one year, ten point one million. But how disrespectful is it for the Giants to say, "Hey, Saquon, we know we know you're upset about the franchise tag. So here, we're going to give you nine hundred thousand dollars more." But also, we're not going to just give it to you. You have to earn the additional $900,000. How about that? Man. Thumbs up. And Saquon, who had talked so tough. Uh, hey, I, it's crossed my mind. Maybe I won't play this year. Immediately saying after 48 hours, uh, okay, give me the pen. Where do I sign? Like, what? What? is happening on both sides here. It's super disrespectful. And then Saquon absolutely blew up all his leverage like a lapdog coming back to say, oh, please make me work for $900,000 extra when I'm your only legitimate weapon on offense. Like, that's that whole thing is so disappointing to me. I'm, I'm kind of floored by it, especially when you consider the fact that they can just franchise him again after this. Like, it's uh, it just doesn't seem like a wise move at all but what i will say is i'll draft him in fantasy football now at least i know he's playing for something right like i just that's the plus if you're saquon barkley you can't at least leave it another week week and a half two weeks make the giants a little uncomfortable like that's negotiation what uh, saquon barkley did was just uh okay yeah 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 let's go let's that's not negotiating that's not sending a message you're upset Two days after you say, maybe I'll think about not playing this year, you sign for $900,000 more mm-hmm. on a one-year deal? I, what, 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 good for him, and I'm glad he's playing, and he is getting vastly underpaid, and he should not have sat out this year. But what message are you sending if you just fly back into the arms of the Giants who are clearly, openly, publicly, with no remorse, lowballing the all-living hell out of you? Yeah, the message you're sending is, hey, now we can pay Andrew Thomas. Because we know you're playing with us this season, Saquon Barkley. Mm. So uh, 
I think that's And guess what, Saquon? We'll go through the same thing again next offseason. <laughs> yep. There's no promise the Giants are going to do right by him this season. In fact, I'd say the chances of that happening are zero. Zero. Obviously, it depends on the production level that he gives the Giants this season. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that he gets what he wants, you know, come 2024. The only thing that's going to keep Saquon Barkley man. from being the top option offensively is an injury. Because Saquon Barkley is still all they've got. Because in case you forgot, Daniel Jones somehow got himself paid because he was mediocre last year. He rose his level of play from dirt to mediocre, and that earned him pretty decent quarterback money. So that's so frustrating. If Saquon Barkley was not there and wasn't versatile enough to run a high school offense for Brian Dayball through a vast portion of the season, the Giants are sunk. We're not talking about Brian Dayball as some transcendent coaching find by the Giants. And so now the reward for Saquon Barkley, uh, hey, if we don't franchise tag yet, then hey, Here's another $900,000. And in the NFL, it's just one of those things where you take out your wallet and you lick your thumb and you go, give him a couple extra bills, throw it at his feet. And Saquon said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And now he's playing this year. Uh, It just, the whole thing sucks on both sides. Saquon comes off as weak. The Giants come off as uninterested in doing things right because it's the position that Saquon Barkley plays. And then, and then there's Justin Herbert. Theo, can you tell us the last time we saw Justin Herbert in action? Can you tell us what we saw? I do believe he did play his first playoff game. Now, um, as I as my memory serves me, he at least played one half of that playoff uh-huh. football right, right, right. game. Uh, capably, yes. And then yeah, yeah, and then uh the second half, uh, a little bit of a disappearing act, but don't worry, his bank account won't show that. Right, right. Uh, he, uh, he, he, he was a big part of blowing a 27-point lead in oh. Jacksonville. But, oh. alas, the man got paid. He has the biggest per-year contract in the history of the NFL. Five years, $262.5 million. $218.7 million guaranteed. $52.5 million per season is the most for a quarterback, for any player in NFL history. Justin Herbert, who has played in that playoff game, that singular playoff game, prior to that, no playoff game. Once he played in a playoff game, blew a 27-point lead. There you go. Five years, $262.5 million. I understand that quarterbacks get paid in a big way in this market, but he's getting paid now more than Lamar Jackson. How does that sit with you, Theo? I mean, he obviously has not done as much as Lamar Jackson. Has uh, not done even in his close, actually. Level, yeah, not, not right? even close, actually. So there's the only way you can justify it is all I can say is I'm happy for Herbert because it means that his franchise values him correctly, whereas the Baltimore Ravens more so should be the ones getting the uh, the negative light in this because it's like how do you even how, I, it, it, it it ticks me off. You already know that. You know my stance on Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Especially versus Justin Herbert, who has done nothing this yet. This is like a Joe, Her- Joe Burrow we show. Know. Yeah. Joe Burrow we know is going to get paid the major bag. Justin Herbert has really done nothing but have certain highlights and look good throwing the ball, and he's getting paid a big bag. And, and I'm happy for him. But also, again, I just, I'm just i mad at the Baltimore Ravens yet again. I'm glad you mentioned Joe Burrow because that's what's hilarious about this is when Jalen Brown gets paid, 
obviously we have to think about Jason Tatum and how he's going to get mm-hmm. almost double what Jalen Brown gets. And when Justin Herbert gets when paid. When Saquon Barkley gets paid, we have to wonder what side job he's going to get. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, he also, he set the limit on what a running back can get now because now Josh Jacobs can't argue for more than what right. Saquon what got. Happened That's to really that what screwed call? up everything. What happened to that Zoom call that all these running backs were going to have? I think it went today. terribly. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I might as well cancel terribly. it now. Austin Eckler <laughs> might as well just take it off his calendar. I think it's today. And then when Justin Herbert gets paid, the only thing we want to do now Let's talk about how Joe Burrow is going to make double that. So, again, Theo, I think you hit the nail on the head with this franchise has valued Justin properly and a bunch of the organization I, need to do so as well. I just – Lamar Jackson, it took grinding. It took disparagement. Oh it took him sitting there and the Ravens – oh, yeah, yeah, here you go. Uh, here you go. Uh, here you go. It took two years longer than it should have for Lamar Jackson to get a contract. Before training camp, for year number four for Justin Herbert, he shows up to training camp and he's got a big old gift at his locker. Hey, here's the biggest contract per year in NFL history. Like that, he throws a great ball. And he can perform late in games when he needs to. But his playoff performance, his only playoff performance is blowing a 27-point lead to Trevor Lawrence. Right? Like, I just... Yeah. It, you've, you've used Justin Herbert as the jumping-off point for Joe Burrow. You've used Justin Herbert as the base for what Joe Burrow's money is going to be, and that rubs me the wrong way. There have been some weird contracts. The number two on the Boston Celtics, who... <laughs> the, the number two on the Boston Celtics uh, is now the, the, the team, by the way, that lost in seven to the Heat. And has lost in two meetings in three Eastern Conference Finals appearances with their core group together, Tatum and Brown, Eastern Conference Finals. Their number two is now the highest, most highest paid player in the history of the NBA with a single contract. Uh, Saquon Barkley, who is the only competent option on offense and is the only reason they were a playoff team a year ago, is squeezing out as much as they could out of that offense. Uh, the Giants, instead of offering him a multi-year deal, in lieu of a franchise tag, said, hey, here's $900,000, and by the way, you're going to have to work for it. Uh, and then there's Justin Herbert, whose lone playoff appearance was a 27-point loss, uh, usurping the money of Lamar Jackson. Uh, which one of those makes most sense? I would argue none of them make sense. I suppose which one makes the most sense to you? Uh, I guess Justin Herbert? We're in a market in the NFL, in a sport where you value the quarterback. He's got a big arm, great hair, and he throws a good ball. Uh, So that, I suppose, is enough. But other than that, like, what should Trevor Lawrence's money be when it's time? Right? I I just, of all of these contracts that leave me wondering, huh? I suppose Justin Herbert makes the most sense. But it rubs me the wrong way that he's getting paid more than Lamar Jackson now because he's more conventional, right? Like, that's, that's the rationale behind it. He's more conventional. The more crazy conventional. thing is, too, it's, it's not even just them paying him that contract with no fight. Let's also think about what the Chargers have done for Justin Herbert. They went out this offseason and got him an offensive coordinator. Uh, they got him the, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, obviously, who was already there in Austin Eckler. He's had Keenan Allen his whole career. He's had Mike Williams. By the way, now Austin canceled that Zoom call. Wide receiver. There's no need for, the, for that Zoom call now, Austin. Yeah, yeah, Eckler, yeah. Go ahead. Can't, yeah, you can just, you can Thanks, cancel Aquan your RSVP. Right. 
you can go out to dinner with your wife. Right. Uh, right. This is let her this pay. is it's in, <laughs> right. Right. You're gonna you might need to. Yeah. Save up. Uh, <laughs> this is incredible work by the Chargers and also by the Bengals, who again surround Joe Joe Burrow by talent, and then there won't be any fight when they pay him. So again, every time we have this discussion. Uh, you know, I'm not mad at Burrow or Herbert for getting paid, but the, the Ravens just come out looking even worse because what do they go do? They get them a washed-up OBJ, uh, you know, in running back room, they really haven't fixed it that much. And then you got uh, a first-round receiver in Zay Jones who might be something. But, like, these other franchises are taking care of their franchise QBs, and the Ravens are, like, you know, treating him like a running back. Uh, Lamar, okay. All right, Lamar. I guess we'll acquiesce to you here. Here. Here's your deal. You're welcome. That's, it really feels like how the Ravens handled their Lamar Jackson contract situation. Of the contracts this week, the big story headline-making contracts agreed to and signed this week, which one makes the most sense and which one rubs you most the wrong way? Which one makes the most sense, and which one is least palatable? Jalen Brown, richest contract in NBA history. Justin Herbert, biggest per-year contract in NFL history. Or Saquon Barkley, having to go pick up pennies off the streets of Manhattan. Which one makes the most sense to you, and which one just really kind of grosses you out? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 on Twitter, on X, sorry, uh, at KLV1063, at KLV1063. I'm sorry, King Elon. It won't happen again. On X, at KLV1063. Which contract this week, Jalen Brown, Justin Herbert, or Saquon Barkley, makes the the most sense, even if I've got some some squabbles with, with all of them, and which one is least palatable? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on the socials, at KLV1063. David uh, messages, uh, does Ken have veins popping out of his neck when he yells on the radio, it sounds like it? He addressed it to Theo, David did, but Theo can't see me right now. He is in Charlotte. Stone, when I get loud on the radio, do veins, uh, do veins pop out of my neck? It's not that they pop out of your neck. They've permanently been popped out of your neck. So yeah. they just sit there and they rest, and it's a normal occurrence. So much so, Dave, that I don't even notice at this point. Mm. And was I yelling by my standards? Was that actually yelling? Of course. Again, something oh, okay. that I think is permanent. It is stuck on that level. The volume knob is broken. It is, it is what it is. You get what you get. You don't pitch your fit. Uh, so, so we're talking contracts all while Theo is in Charlotte, gobbling churros. Yeah. Uh, this man, by the way, this Theo, whether it's glizzies, whether it's churros, I mean, this man loves his, um, rod shaped treats. Yeah, he gobbles. I mean, he's, he's a gobbler. They call him gobblers in the business. He is a gobbler. Well, somebody's got to be stone Mr. Five in in five minutes or whatever the hell you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still disappointed in you, But you know what he keeps doing, Theo? He keeps saying, oh, he actually ate seven glizzies, uh, but he only ate five buns. And so that's the thing. It's got to be the you complete package. You got to eat the buns, Stone. Yeah, you, you got to eat the buns. I, I mean, I almost. eat buns frequently. I, I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that yeah, I think I'm known to do at this point. But I can't take down seven. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, wow. what once you've determined, you can't be a proper glizzy gobbler though if you can't handle the buns. You know, you got to be able to handle. You got to be able buns. to handle that Thankfully, workload. These churros, these churros don't come with buns. So that's right. That's yeah. right. It's right there for you. Just a sweet. Yeah. Rod-shaped treat. 
Filled oh, with co- some delightful strawberry. Uh-huh. With 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 a with a prize in the middle. Uh <laughs> the the contract signed this week. Jason Tatum, he's the number two on the Boston Celtics. Uh your runners up in the Eastern Conference, by the way, to Max Struess. You're number two on the Boston Celtics. He has the richest contract in the NBA. Saquon Barkley, the most legitimate offensive weapon on the New York Giants. Uh, he's getting paid one year, $11 million, and that's not guaranteed. He has to work for that additional $900,000 after the 10.1. Uh, and Justin Herbert, the most money per year in NFL history for a guy who has one playoff appearance, and in that playoff appearance, he face-planted in a 27-point comeback loss at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which contract makes most sense? Which contract is the most what the hell? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, social media, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. We are scheduled to be joined by Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis, Florida State Football. They have heavy, I mean heavy expectations. College football playoff-esque expectations and we have a whole bunch of surprises along the way if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain need to see an expert in the field that's where baptist health orthopedic care comes in they have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who regarded as leaders in their specialty visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today baptist health orthopedic care combines its resources of experienced physicians leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Which contract? Jalen Brown, Justin Herbert, Saquon Barkley makes the most sense? Which is the, huh, contract? of the week. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and chomping on some churros in Charlotte. I'm Ken Lavica. This is Why on ESPN 106.3. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Why on ESPN 106.3. She's just talking about Saquon Barkley. <laughs> oh. I mean. That's tough. Theo, for you, of those contracts, Justin Herbert, Jalen Brown, Saquon Barkley, which one? Because I understand we're talking running backs and we're at a low point pay-wise for, for these individuals. Uh, Justin Herbert, I get like that dude. If you look ahead, I'm sure he projects to be someone that can be a postseason stalwart. The Jalen Brown Supermax, that one is the the confusing one. But I get in the NBA, you have a uh, a, a, a an ability to bulk score. You're going to put yourself in that situation. Um, but I mean, they all are question marks. Brown, Herbert, Barkley, all guys who got paid some way more than others this week, which is the one to you that makes the most sense where you say, all right, I can at least bring myself to talking myself into it, and the one where it just kind of makes your stomach turn. I would say, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but Jalen Brown makes the most sense because they kind of had to pay him. That's what you do in the NBA. I mean, you you got a guy that qualifies for the Supermax. You either pay him or trade him. They missed the mark on trading him, so 
They had to pay him. Justin Herbert making more money than Lamar Jackson is not going to make sense to me. So don't you know that's in that's any, why in that any one's vacuum, not be any first. universe, nothing. It's not going to make any yeah. sense to you. It, it just ain't working. I mean, you have to show me. And from what I've seen, Lamar Jackson's a better football player. He's won more. He's had a Heisman. He's had an MVP. I mean, he's won a playoff game. I mean, what, what has Justin Herbert done that Lamar Jackson hasn't done? And again. Jalen Brown, they could always trade him in a couple of years. You know, it doesn't. It's not going to make a bigger difference. But Justin Herbert should not be making more money than the Action Jackson. Man, come on. I, last year, and I, and again, I get it's running backs. I get it. But Saquon Barkley, of any running back in the NFL, there was no running back more important to his team's success than Saquon Barkley. Yes, he was the fourth leading rusher. Okay, but what he did for that offense. What he was able to do, occasionally catching balls out of the backfield, taking direct snaps. There were times he was legitimately, they beat the Bears with Saquon Barkley as the quarterback, basically, in the second half of that game, right? Like, they went full yeah. high school. They went full 2000 Palm Beach Gardens high school, like wing T stuff. Uh, and so, I look at that, I just find the Giants and the way they did business to be so disrespectful with that. Uh, they... For Saquon Barkley, one to say, hey, maybe I'll have to sit out this year. He was upset. He was clearly upset. And then two days later, oh, hey, here's $900,000 in incentives. We good now? And he just comes crawling back. Like, have some, have some respect for yourself, Saquon. Like, have some respect for yourself. And for the Giants. And for that, the rest of the running back market. Yeah. Right. So it just, the whole thing just, uh, just sucks. Um, yesterday, we asked Mario Cristobal. Uh, about whether or not Miami was in a rebuild. I've been on a big, is Miami rebuilding? Because I never heard that word until they started being humiliated at the hands of teams like Middle Tennessee State and oh. and, 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 and Duke last year and, of course, Florida State. I, I hadn't heard that word. So we asked him yesterday. Uh, here, was, here was the response from Mario Cristobal. I didn't hear the R word, the rebuild word, much until Middle Tennessee State happened and then Duke happened and Florida State happened. I didn't hear rebuild out of your mouth, but I saw it attached to the program. So I just want to get it, uh, set it straight. Is Miami football in a rebuild? Well, I think it's your job as a journalist to do what you need to do to feel that you're portraying, you know, the actual facts to your audience. I know that we were brought to the University of Miami because Miami, when I was a player here, when I was a coach here, we won multiple national titles, right? Um, New Year's six games. And for over 10 years, um, Miami, in particular the last five years, Miami has had its, uh, its least productive draft production, um, which is tied into its least productive recruiting efforts. So, that being said, I think that that clearly defines the situation and what needs to be done without sugarcoating it. Uh, so uh, you heard that, Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC, former NC State man. You can get the Locked On ACC podcast wherever you get your podcast and watch on YouTube. Kenton, my single question for you, and thank you for joining us, is Miami, after hearing that from Mario Cristobal, rebuilding? Of course. Of course. I, I don't know why anybody needed that quote to know it. I mean, if you're talking for a middle-of-the-road team or a historically bad team, then sure, maybe you look at that and say, uh, it's just a ho-hum season. You're talking about a, a team that's had two separate documentaries 
detailing national championships in two different eras. Mm. You're talking about going all the way back to a Bernie Kosar, going all the way forward to a Jonathan Vilma, and saying, hey, we've won national championships in both of these types of eras. And you're saying, what were they last year, five and seven? Oh. It's yeah. not a rebuild? Yeah. I mean – Baby, get the full bar out, get the construction crew, get everybody together. This is a full on rebuild. Let me ask you Some a new coordinator too. Well, let me ask you a second question off of that then. Going into 2022, before 5 and 7 became a reality, did Kenton Gibbs believe that Miami was in a rebuild in year 1 of Mario Cristobal? So, I will say no only for this reason. The coastal was so bad and Miami is in the coastal. That I thought to myself, if they are returning a quarterback and they've got a coach that's worth something, they can figure out, they can kind of blindly squirrel find a nut their way into nine games. Mm. They can do that. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> boy, was that Middle Tennessee State came in and said, not so fast, yeah. my friend. Yeah. So, it, you know. It is safe to say the nut was never found uh, by, the, uh, by the squirrel at all. Kenton, thank you so much. And again, check out Kenton Gibbs, Locked On ACC, a great host. The podcast, wherever you get your podcast, on YouTube. Enjoy the rest of your time in Charlotte, and please take care of Theo. Kenton, please, please, please. Absolutely, absolutely. Theo's my guy, so whatever he needs, his yeah. wish is my command. I'm going right. to keep my boy taken care of, all my right? Dog. <laughs> Thank you, All right, Ken. y'all take it easy. Appreciate right, that's, that. Uh, <laughs> that is Kenton Gibbs here on uh, on Y here on ESPN 106.3, and I think that uh, the least Theo can do is maybe fetch the man a churro. Just fetch the manager. I'm, I'm gonna, I look, hook him up, and he's running into the uh, ballroom right now to catch uh, – who, who's in right now? I think Vitek. Virginia Tech's uh, talking at the podium, so we, he missed a little bit of that to come and spend some time. But I'll, I'll get him a plate full of churros then for his time. You know who has absolutely zero feel for Virginia Tech football? Me. <laughs> Me. You're not. You're not. Uh, he you're said, not up to be with them. He said they brought. No. He said they brought a backup uh, D lineman uh, here. <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud. I don't want to tick anybody off. But yeah, a backup D lineman. Oh. You know. Uh, my, my engineer here, Bob, is a, VA, is a Virginia Tech guy, so let me not speak. I might get, uh, I might get reached across this table <laughs> on, so let me cl- close my mouth. Uh, in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to hear from Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis. Also ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I never got your, your input about the, the contract from this week that you feel best about. And by the way, the contract that at least makes the most sense to you. They all have their flaws, in my opinion, but the contract this week that may, most makes sense to you. Jalen Brown, Rich's contract, NBA history. Justin Herbert, most per-year money in NFL history. Saquon Barkley, one year and an extra $900,000 in incentives past the franchise tag number with the New York Giants. Which one makes the most sense to you? Which one is the really just... How is this happening to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Stone, where are you standing on this? Trigger warning. The answer is Jalen Brown. I, I don't think this one's that hard, all things considered. I mean, we can go after the ringless group that they are, but four of the five seasons that Jalen Brown's been in the NBA, they're competing in Eastern Conference Finals. Like, they're right there. Two seasons ago... We're in the finals against arguably one of the best teams of our generation. Would have got that done if it weren't the Warriors. So when you're looking at the Celtics, the Chargers, and the Giants, who's the closest to winning a championship? All right, pay that man his money. And also what you're saying in paying this man $300 million is that you're obviously going to pay Jason Tatum more. So he's not going to get the – Jason Tatum's not getting the raw end of the deal here. I just think closest he's to an sti- actual championship he, he's still going to have – uh, but, but I, I still think – 
that you're paying over $500 million complete contract to a guy who can't dribble with his left hand. They, 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 they compete in the finals every single year. They compete in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like They are the best of the best. They are the cream of the crop in the East, and eventually they're going to get over that little hump, which how, I do who, think is how little. Do you, but how do, you, how do you figure? Four out of the five okay. seasons that this guy has been wearing a Boston Celtics uniform, they compete either, either in the at semis point, or the finals. At some point, that runs out. And at some point, it's never even gotten there for the Chargers or the Giants. It's just never, ever, ever going to get there for these guys. But for the Celtics, you got a chance. You always do. That's the and I will. That's why I agree with Stone. It's like you are. You can't just not pay the guy, right? And anything under the max, he wasn't going to agree to, and then you were going to be forced to well, trade him. How for about like there's an alternate world the where you do? But no, but you're not trading him on pennies on the dollar. You're getting. I I, I would argue. Are you going to go, Dame? I would argue, Dame, yeah. based on well, no, 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 based on the market, he's worth that more. he's worth more ah. with the age. He's worth more than Damian Lillard is. Are you hear me, Joe Cronin? <laughs> you jackass. Um, yeah. That uh, Jalen Brown, based on his age, is worth more in a trade than Damian Lillard is right now. But the way I'll push back on that is if you're a contending team ready to win, I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. to Like putting Damian Lillard on your roster makes you feel like you can go out and win that championship. Jalen Brown hasn't proven to be that kind of guy yet. So does he put anybody over the edge? But but here's I I push back on that. Here's my counter to that. He might be worth more to the Blazers. Damian Lillard going to the Heat, a team with a winning culture, a team with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler – he goes there, and he makes them an immediate championship favorite. Jalen Brown, I suppose, you br- you've got to put him in the right situation. You've got to put him in the right situation at that spot. But just in a vacuum, the, in terms of their— Do the Celtics? In, in terms take, of, take, take Jalen Brown off the Celtics, put Damian Lillard on there. Are they the favorites in the East and in the NBA? No. Wow. I would say they are. I think they're the same as what they are right now, which— uh, are the favorites? They're always the favorites in the East, whether it's just tic tac toe with the Bucks and, and and whoever else is right there. But I don't think the line changes or the odds change at all there, Theo. I would say they do, but there that's where we differed in. I think today Damian Lillard's better. Like he would make them a better team to be able to compete for a championship over the next couple of years. Yeah, Jalen Brown will play longer. But what's his ceiling? Like, are we looking at the ceiling of Jalen Brown right now? I Because if so, I'm good on it. I think the owners would agree that Jalen Brown, at, at this moment in time, is more valuable than Damian Lillard. I think Front offices, I, unless it's Joe Cronin, but, front offices would agree I think that's where you with were that statement. Absolutely. Like, in a vacuum, he has more trade value than Damian Lillard does. Damian Lillard, to me, wouldn't just immediately go to Boston and make them a championship favorite. And again, like that group, that Boston Celtics group, we've seen them get into the finals once, based off of a shot that was off by an inch by Jimmy Butler, right? Like, that 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 group, that core is consistently disappointed year after year after year after year after year after year. They have not delivered. And so I just look at it. Damian Lillard, 33 years old, just turned 33, has that big contract, uh, and is very one-dimensional as a player. And uh, Jalen Brown will play a little bit of defense. But again, turnover Grown, can't dribble with his left hand. That said, just based solely on age, more valuable. More valuable. You're proving the point for me, though. You're proving the point for me. Jalen Brown, not as good of an offensive player, and his defense has fallen off over the past couple of years. But he's more versatile as an actual player on the floor than Damian Lillard is. Damian Lillard's going to score you 35-40. Okay? I understand that. But when Damian Lillard's got to get there first. So Damian Lillard. I I see what you're doing, Ken. 
I see what you're doing. You're trying to talk down the value of Damian Lillard so we can get him on the cheap. And I'm with you. I'm standing lockstep with you on that. I just can't. Look, you got to let me know. Text me next time, and I'll just join no, in with you on that. No, but Ken's but there's talking, no way you think Ken's talking about Lillard the proof, is worse than Brown. The proof is in the pudding because Damian Lillard – is not playing for a basketball team right now. Like you're obviously willing to pay the 25 year old Jalen Brown more so than the 33 year old Damian Lillard. Like the proof's already there for Ken's argument. If like, if Damian Lillard came out today and said, and by the way, there was another Mark Stein report. Damian Lillard still wants to play for the Heat. Yeah, no crap. Thank you. No bleep. <laughs> Thanks for the Thanks update. for the breaking news, Mark. Um, but but if he came out today and said, hey, uh, we'll open this up, we'll open this up, and Jalen Brown in a hypothetical said, hey, I demand a trade, and they open it up, they open it up. On the market, the team, in a vacuum, the team that would offer the more value for Jalen Brown or Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown is the one who more draft picks, yes. more pieces. Yes. Just in a vacuum. Because he's younger. Not because he's, younger. he's better. Right. Sure. I'm talking about sure. tomorrow. Yeah, if you that's drop fine. If sure. Lillard or Brown tomorrow, who's going to be better to compete for a championship next year? And Lillard is a better player than Brown. And if all you're going for, like the Heat are, is a championship tomorrow and not looking at what's going to happen five, six years down the right. line, Lillard's the better commodity. But what Jalen I'm, Brown is just younger. But with the Celtics, Damian Lillard makes less sense than he does with the Heat. Right, it, he does. He does. You're right. I still think they'd be the, the, the favorites out of the East with Lillard, and I think they'd be a better team if you swap Brown for Lillard, but Lillard does fit better with the uh, Miami Heat. So let's get him on the plane. Like, damn it. Joe right, Cronin, what's up? Always, on the damn plane. They're always the favorites in the East, though. I'm not quite understanding that one. They're either one, two, or three to win the East every yeah. single season. Okay, okay. What did y'all just paint out before we talked about Jalen Brown's contract? He sucks in the playoffs. He can't dribble with his left hand. Damian Lillard won't have those problems. He elevates in the playoffs. They will be a better team next year if they, in a, in a vacuum, in a world where we can just swap one for one, if they traded Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard, they'd be a much more dangerous team, and I would say they'd be the championship favorites over the Nuggets. Now, I think what, now what you're Jason talking Tatum about and Damian Lillard with Porzingis and Brogdon and all the other guys. Well, is Brogdon still deal, alive? And is, how many games is Porzingis going to play? They got Derek White still. He's bald. He's got the MJ thing going on. I don't know. Like there's, there's some pizzazz around there in Boston. If you had Lillard, but I mean, we're putting Brown, way I mean, too much stock into Derek White. Like, like come on, man. Yeah, but what you're, what, but what you're talking about is so marginal. So you're going to go from plus three hundred to win the NBA title to acquiring Damian Lillard and being plus two fifty. Like this doesn't make that yeah. big of a difference in the grand scheme of things for these guys. On the basketball court, I think you would have to agree it would make that much more of a difference. Sure, like, they're going to be a, they'd be a better team. Like in. The odds moving means something. I know it's going to be marginal at the end of the day because there's injury risk. There's chemistry risk. You never know how all that's going to work out. Is Joe Mazzula a good coach for real? We don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is Damian Lillard's better than Jalen Brown. And if they got him and on the short, like in these next couple of years, any NBA franchise would rather have Lillard now. But they just know that Lillard's going to be owed $62 million when he's 37, and that might not be so much worth it. Uh, we're late. When we come back, yeah, we had a college football coach clown show in Fort Worth, Texas yesterday. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's in Charlotte at ACC. Kickoff, I'm Ken Levicka. It's Y on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Why on ESPN 1063. 
Florida Atlantic is in a new college football conference, the American Athletic Conference, and they had their media day yesterday in Fort Worth, and there were a couple of coaches, and fortunately not Tom Herman, who made absolute dopes of themselves. In a shocking turn of events, Theo Stone, I have a feeling, is going to say, hey, this is cool, this is good stuff, this is inspirational. But trust me when I tell you, for normal people, not good. Not good at all. What is good for normal people, Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv. Laser therapy at its finest. And I know some people here, oh, laser therapy. How expensive is that? Uh, This is actually wildly affordable. Whether you are a teenager, whether you're a working adult, whether you're a weekend warrior, celebrities, pro athletes, they use Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Wait, Ken, you just named a whole variety of people and you said it's affordable what are they doing there well at Quelliv, this is a facility in west palm it is right off of flagler in downtown west palm beach and it is it is really one of a kind they have a bunch of different rooms it is quiet it is peaceful you go in and if you have aches and pains muscle issues joint problems you get laser therapy whether it's your knee your elbow your shoulder and it will help trigger the natural occurrences in your body and heal you, increase the rate of healing with the laser therapy at Quelliv. What about if you're getting a little thin up top? Scalp rejuvenation, that's one of the services they offer at Quelliv. What if you have some of those problem fat areas where the fat just collects and it's annoying? I have them. Everybody has them. I've got it in the midsection. Well, laser therapy can help. Quelliv can help. Anti-aging, always a concern, especially with sun damage here living in South Florida. Laser therapy with Quelliv can help with the wrinkles and help with the blemishes. The greatness of laser therapy all in one place for all walks of life. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, right off of Flagler, downtown West Palm Beach. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Get your appointment set today. All right, American Athletic Conference. This is the conference that UCF is leaving, that Houston is leaving, that Cincinnati is leaving to go to the Big 12, and Florida Atlantic is one of the teams that is taking up residence in the American. They are done with Conference USA. All the coaches, all of the the players that have been tabbed as interesting, media-worthy, they have descended upon Fort Worth, Texas for American Athletic Conference Media Day. Now... Yesterday we heard from, and we'll hear from him again here, a man by the name of Biff Poggy. Biff Poggy is an older, heavy-set, cigar-toting first-year head coach of Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers, who won two games a year ago. I've seen them play the entirety of their football history, and they are flat-out bad and don't have a ton going for them, okay? Uh, Now, they have brought in some interesting transfers this year. Perhaps they'll be better than two wins but i reiterate they had two wins last year and they were blown out over and over and over and over again including in the season opener by florida atlantic so biff poggy stepped to the podium yesterday in fort worth and in a not so surprising turn of events the media didn't have a ton of questions for the charlotte head coach because the charlotte head coach inherited a program that had well two wins last year he took three questions 
at the podium yesterday. Three questions at the podium, and Biff Poggy was not happy about it, and this is what it sounded like. Any other questions for Coach? That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that that we, we get that message. Thank you. Mm. Pounding the podium in front of him. Upset with the gall, the audacity of the media to not have a full-fledged expose ready to go to hurl at Biff Poggy about a Charlotte football team that was picked to finish last a new team, a new entry into the American Athletic Conference. I think that that is, um, that is as staged as it gets. I think that that's wildly corny. And if it was genuine, then that is, well, not normal. Theo, your thoughts on that? It, <laughs> it's got to be uninspiring from his, his, his team, right, from his locker room. His, and I'm team's been, but the- his team's been tweeting, that's our coach, that's our coach. Their fans are all fired oh. up about it. But I think that's just a coping mechanism because that's not normal behavior. Sorry, yeah, three point, wins, by the way. behind the coach. Three wins, you three have to and stand nine. behind the coach, man. And we have, we have a local kid. Uh, remember Roger Fresh Walters, who was a top 63 kid who was on the roster. I'd like to ask him in private maybe what he really thinks. But publicly, you got to support your guy. There's no way, though, that they're like, oh, man, that, was, that got my juices flowing. Can't wait for fall camp. Like, come on. And they did have three wins before Biff Poggy shows up at my door and tries to kick my ass. Three wins for Charlotte last year. My apologies, including a loss at home to William & Mary. Uh, so, so that was Biff Pocky. And then there is first-year USF head coach Alex Golish. So he comes from Tennessee. He was the offensive coordinator under Josh Heupel last year at Tennessee. USF has not won a game against a Division I opponent in years in years since 2001, USF has not beaten a Division I football team on its schedule. Alex Golish received a minimal number of questions. And here, first-year head coach Alex Golish of USF was his reaction at the end of his press conference. Thank you so much, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Go Bulls. I appreciate it. Hopefully a year from now, we're relevant enough that we'll have a bunch of questions. So I appreciate it. Go Bulls. Oh, my god. I mean, what are we doing what are we doing? Oh it's just gosh. so childish. Like, I get it. You feel like you wasted your time. But there's nothing to, to, to really focus on from the mainstream with a team that hasn't won a Division One game in years and a Charlotte team that lost at home to William & Mary last year. Uh, it's your job to then make, make more storylines. But what are you expecting, guys? <laughs> Let me... Uh speak to the, I don't want to call it mental health issues that head coaches have in college sports, but it's more so the phrase that I throw around, I think, willy-nilly on this show, but main character syndrome. So these college football head coaches, they walk around campus. I've never heard them say that, by the way. Every single one of them, like they're Nick Saban, they think that their chore list, the things that they have to get done, whether it's regards to their players, it's regards to academics, all of these things, or just the organization as a whole, they think they're so damn important. So when these guys get up to the podium, they think it's a presidential address. Well, newsflash, you talked about you can't even beat a Division One football team 
you're piss poor Charlotte, all of this stuff, and you're mad. I don't think it's staged. Their emotions are definitely taking over, but that's because they had high expectations. But you got to be better themselves. than that. You got to be better than that. How right? would you handle it? What, what would you What would you go with up there? Uh, I would say thanks for the time. Talk to you during the season. How about that? That Theo is normal behavior. That's normal adult behavior. Yeah, it's like it, they're like they're being. Where's my hug, guy? Yeah, we know that guy. Why, right? why like, don't you love you never me? Wanna, yeah, you never want to be. Where's my hug? Why don't you love me? Uh, trying to involve yourself. Like if, if they're not lining up to talk to you, dude. Just that 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 is what it is. Also, we should keep these receipts because if these guys do end up big enough to where they move on to other schools and then they do become in the spotlight, I don't want them cowering away from questions then. Or, right. or keep that same energy right. when there's a scandal around your program and we're lining up to ask you questions yep. then, huh? Right. I don't want to hear any SID, any PR person cutting off an uncomfortable interview for you. You want questions, yeah. then you'll get questions. Biff, Poggy, like this comes off as a tantrum. Like this is a grown man having a tantrum uh, in, front of, in front of assembled media at American Athletic Conference Media Days. Like there's nothing normal about this. There's nothing cool about this. Charlotte head coach Biff Poggy. Any other questions for coach? That's it. Three questions. Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that that we, we get that message. Thank you. That's so eye roll. Like, come on, dude. Corny. When we come back, a man who has gotten plenty of questions today at ACC kickoff is Florida State head coach Mike Norvell. Also, plenty of questions for Florida State quarterback. Jordan Travis, and they will join us when we come back. Theo Dorsey's in Charlotte, ACC kickoff. He is Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. We're talking Florida State next. It's why on ESPN 106.3.